0: Hello, oh, and welcome to episode 39 of GameSpot After Dark, GameSpot's official video game podcast. I'm your host, Jake Decker, and joining me this week is Lucy James. Hello. Jean-Luc Seipke. Hi. And Callie Plaguey. Hello. How's everyone doing? Did you all enjoy that uh, Ubisoft live stream? I mean,
1: mm-hmm. like, I love, I love Boss Logic, but that stream was, like, what, eight hours long? <laughs> So it was very long, but and everyone knew
0: the reveal too, like the p- time yeah. period and stuff. So it was kind of like, well, this is cool. I like seeing this happen, but I know what they're building too.
1: Yeah, I mean, I I feel awful. I didn't watch the entire stream, but I did watch the, uh, Ubisoft release that time lapse of it after. So I was like, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna watch the time lapse.
2: Yeah, that's what I did. I was yeah. like, I'll wait. I'll watch the time lapse.
1: No, but Boss Logic is like, oh my god, he's so talented. I'm obsessed like I've I've followed his Instagram and his Twitter and all the collabs he's done for quite a while now and so when they were like oh we're gonna do a stream for about Assassin's Creed like his name being attached I was like okay yeah that's gonna be cool I'm into it
0: yeah that that was a pretty neat idea it's cool they reached out and did something like that Mm -hmm. as opposed to just your typical I don't know press release reveal trailer sort of deal although I guess they do have a trailer coming right
1: Well, yeah, so by the time this goes out, the trailer trailer will be out. Uh, It's it's your Blur classic, Blur Studios classic CGI reveal trailer. Um, So I don't know when we're going to get gameplay for Valhalla, but like CGI trailer looks really cool. I think they always do a really good job with those. Um, The main guy, I think his name's Ivor, looks a hell of a lot like Charlie Hunnam. (laughs) 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 But he had a way better accent. I can't talk. My accent is all over the place. It's terrible. But the um, Charlie Hunnam's accent, because he's actually from where I'm from in the UK, the north of England in Newcastle. He actually lives. He, he grew up down the road from my mum. Weird. His accent is the most bizarre amalgamation of Geordie, like Cockney, an American. And I know it's rich for me to say it, but I feel like as as someone with a mangled accent, I can say it. But anyway,
3: I I want to say that to an American, your accent sounds just like British to us.
1: To me, it recently I have sounded American, like painfully American. Sometimes I'll say something and I'll go, "Oh," but it's not like in a bad way. It's more, it's more kind of like a losing your identity way.
3: Lucy, when we were still in the office,
1: remember the office? Right
3: before, right before (laughs) we left the office. You walked by something and you said, what's all this then? <laughs> <laughs> so let's Oi, not me. talk about you being American, but I do <laughs> really want to hear you full Geordie. I have yet
1: to hear you go full Geordie uh, and I want to hear it. I do actually have. I'm kind of doing it a little bit now because I've got a call with my mom and my uncle my uncles and my auntie on Saturday. So it's more like I sound like this, like you mispronounce every single, um, it's weird because like, I'm trying to do it to kind of give you an example. But if I'm on the phone to my mum, it just switches. Like very early on when my boyfriend and I were dating, he was playing a game or something and my mum rang me and I answered and he just turned around because he was like, who, Who that? are you? <laughs> and what happened to my girlfriend? Yeah, but my my real accent. Yeah, I, I I take in the accents of people around me, and so even even usually when I get drunk, that's when it comes out. But when I'm drunk around Americans, I take on an American accent.
3: Mm, so that's why I haven't heard it yet. Yeah, I do a similar thing, but with uh Midwestern things. The more I talk to my Midwestern family, you get the mom, mm-hmm. the mom, Chicago. Oh. California. It goes <laughs> I like that. so bad. Yeah, it's fun. Anyway. Well,
0: anyway, should we talk video games? Uh, if we <laughs> must. Yeah. Uh, at some point. Callie, do you want to talk about Animal Crossing or Animal Crossing Corner?
3: Animal Crossing Corner. Let's go. I have been playing. Uh, I, I started playing Doom, so it's not just Animal Crossing for me anymore, but it's a lot of Animal Crossing is my life. So I've just been working on um, helping everyone identify which paintings are forged because Jolly Red has come, formerly Crazy Red. There's some, so in older Animal Crossing games, you they were just fake at random. So you would buy a painting and it would just be fake mm. and you'd be screwed. And then starting in New Leaf, you could actually like identify fakes by differences. But some of the fakes from New Leaf are diff- like they're different in New Horizons and I'm so disappointed because like the scary painting which is a Japanese uh, like ukiyo-e print of a, an actor he's like he's like he looks angry and he's like pointing but in the in New Leaf the fake version was doing finger guns <laughs> <laughs> and they got rid of that and then oh. um, the fake the Valiant statue which is the it's uh the winged victory of samothrace i don't know how to pronounce mm-hmm. it but it's like an ancient greek statue um headless angel thing and mm-hmm. newly the fake version had bat wings <laughs> and i'm so disappointed that it's not like that however one of the cool things that's been coming out like today and yesterday is that some of the fake art is like haunted
1: yeah i saw in that Nevada. in slack and i was like oh god I'm scared. yeah now. because I, so, I would want to get a house of just the haunted art
3: exactly so it's pretty cool. Like somebody right now, like as of Wednesday today, we haven't found it in our own games. Like we have a Slack channel where we're talking about it. And once we do find it, we'll like confirm the story, but Mm. there's like tons of tweets about it. It's not like the kind of thing that like, we're like, huh, we've seen the same thing multiple times. Not the kind of thing somebody would fake, but I saw like, um, the graceful painting, which is beauty looking back. It's another Japanese painting. The fake version, like, has a ghostly image on the back. Um, there is a, an ancient Japanese statue. The fake version is, like, actually an alien, and it, like, floats. Uh. Um, yeah, it's it's super cool. The, uh, the creepiest one that I've seen so far is the girl with the pearl earring, or with a pearl earring. Or, mm. a pearl earring. Mm-hmm. or is it the... I always forget. Um, I'm, like, getting it confused with the girl with the dragon tattoo. I think it's a <laughs> pearl earring. Uh, that is the wistful painting in New Horizons. And she will, uh, if she has her eyes closed, she'll open them.
1: Oh, no, thank you. No, thank you.
3: (laughs) So I can't wait to buy some fakes. I've been trying to buy the real ones because I'm trying to get all these (laughs) images for our guide. So our guide has like real and fake ones side by side. And part of the reason that I'm so... Like I I vet these things vigorously is because there's a lot of misinformation about Animal Crossing out there, so I like to confirm stuff myself or you know confirm it as GameSpot mm-hmm. before we put it in a guide. Yeah, so don't trust TikTok. Work. No, Do not TikTok, trust TikTok lies.
0: Can't trust TikTok with your Animal Crossing guides if that needed to be said.
3: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. So we've been doing a lot of work as a team to get all these images together. Um. But I I you know I'm I'm a very straight shooter in Animal Crossing. I, I don't time travel. I play by the rules. I don't catch bugs and fish in the southern hemisphere. I'm j- I'm very, I'm very straight edge. <laughs> Do what you want, but I I just I'm like that. Mm-hmm. So I've been buying the real art because cool. I want to donate it and make blathers happy. But now I really want the
1: haunted fake art. So. Wait, because you can can you only buy one a day or one yeah. per visit? Mm-hmm. Uh.
3: But. So you can buy. That's another thing we learned. You can buy art from Red on somebody else's island. So ah. like, he can have multiple legitimate paintings or statues mm-hmm. per day. Because um, there are some that don't have it, a fake version. There's like like Starry Night. There's no fake Starry Night, um, or a Twinkling Painting, oh. as it is called. And you can have a friend come and buy that other one or buy one of your fakes. Mm-hmm. You're you're just limited to one per day. In, on any island. So if like gotcha. I have red and you have red, then you can't come buy from my red and your red. Right. But like tomorrow, I have red today if you came and bought something and then you had red tomorrow, I could come buy something from you. So that's nice and helpful. Yeah. I was able to to get the great wave off Kanagawa <gasps> from somebody else's island.
0: So what if I had what if someone has two characters on their island could so they could only buy one thing from red between those two characters, or could each of those characters buy one thing from red because I'm very tempted to make another character and just throw them on my Island just so I can double up on these events. Cause right now it seems like it's going to take a very long time to get all the paintings.
3: I, if I had to guess, I would say that multiple character, like you, it's one per character. And the only reason I would say that is because he can have multiple legitimate paintings a day, which mm-hmm. seems to be like a, throw somebody a bone for being player two. Yeah. Like, so it's
0: just like my character couldn't buy two pieces from red, even if I went to another Island. Right. Right. Okay. Interesting.
3: So, I mean, I haven't confirmed that. I would love to know if that's true or not. Yeah. But that is my hunch because the, the if you're not the main player on the Island, you kind of get screwed over. Like you can't help Gulliver um if the other player has already helped Gulliver. So if you're like the second person who gets to play a day that for that day, mm-hmm. you're you're kinda getting the short end of the stick, in my opinion. So that's why I would assume that it's per character, not per like. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: I will Island. say I will say I love Red and like his whole aesthetic he's got going with his with his boat in the back <laughs> that's like sketchy and about to mm-hmm. fall apart and it's really dark and dimly lit. And then he just takes you back with all these prize paintings. And he's like, take your pick. And then you'd have to figure... Like, I I genuinely really enjoy that. And I'm happy yeah. it made it back into Animal Crossing this soon. Like, I think we all knew that Red would return in some form. But I'm happy he's already here. Because, I don't know. Like, one thing I really loved in the older Animal Crossing games is that there's always, like, a scummy nature to some of the characters. And I feel like they're bringing that back with Red. And I hope lyle will come back in some form although i think he was kind of like straightened up in new leaf but i do miss how he'd come to your house and try to sell you life insurance policies that were just a waste of money and wouldn't do anything and then he'd follow you around all day i i love his his um
2: when when you get the painting from him in the, like the email or the letter it says like oh thanks for getting this like very legit and uh yeah you know no refunds by the way just like <laughs> It reminds Remember? me of, uh, of uh, sale. Grunkle Stan from the show Gravity Falls. I don't know if any of you guys are familiar with that. Mm-hmm. Um, he's he's like a, a sleazy uh, like salesman who makes like fake uh, like spooky stuff that like he sells to like tourists and stuff. And he just he has that same energy of like you're scummy but also very charming, and I love mm-hmm. you. Do you got, what what's the connection oh. between him and Tom Nook because According they, to the internet, they were internet, lovers once. Okay, I was. <laughs> <laughs> and according to the internet, they're like they have some past beef, or maybe they Ooh. used to be. uh They're an ex couple, and I'm like, is this just the internet making up shit, or it's was the it internet actually... making up shit?
3: They're not a couple. Okay, I mean, but you, I mean, if you want, like, like CJ and Flick, definitely boyfriends. I mean, I didn't think Tom they were Luke a couple, Rin,
2: but. I I, I was like, there has was there some sort of connection between them in the past games at all that this is coming from, or is it one hundred percent fabricated? I, I, if we really ever get Animal,
0: Animal Crossing. Crossing Story mode, I really hope it focuses in on the relationship between Red and Tom Nook because I think there's a lot there.
1: <laughs> hey, I mean, they're Apparently. competing salesmen—they're competitors.
2: Yeah. yeah. Oh, maybe that's it. Maybe yeah, like maybe they were together. Yeah. They were
1: a partnership, and Red wanted to go
3: two do some sides dodgy of dealings. one coin
1: dodgy mm-hmm. dealings no.
3: and they split I, one thing that's interesting if you haven't played animal crossing games before is that he used to be crazy red mm-hmm. and now he's jolly red i like the pirate rebrand i think it fits the modern times
2: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
3: you know because he's he could be an internet pirate as well mm-hmm. um but i i know that nintendo has wanted to move away from the crazy branding for a while um, so that's one thing that they did and then also like they kind of did that did like a rebrand on a lot of characters because like Flick and CJ it's like the bimboification of the previous like bug off dude He they were ugly designs like Joan the turnip she's like she's rough and they made her cute they made Daisy <laughs> male cute so I think they're just they're like let's do a nice refresh yeah. let's make red jolly instead of crazy because that's iffy so that's yeah. my fun fact about Red.
0: That makes sense. Yeah. I'm excited to play more, mm-hmm. and I'm excited for May Um, And, of course, we'll keep you updated on all the Animal Crossing updates. But anyway, Jean-Luc, both of us have been playing this game, but do you want to kick it off?
2: Yeah, yeah, we were playing Final Fantasy XIV together. Uh, <laughs> are you not feeling it anymore? You're, you're shaking your head.
0: No, I'm just... <laughs> I, I have very mixed feelings about it and i'm going to be very unhappy if if, if it these other out. expansions aren't as good as people tell me they are oh Michael, i'll get more uh, into it i'll get more into it later
2: I'm michael's dm is gonna the, blow up if uh, yeah. if
0: it doesn't pan out yeah
2: i'm waiting uh, yeah. for the
1: big update in is it july mm.
2: yeah i'm, so I'm gonna I,
1: skip all that stuff
0: so what happened to me was i started the night before they announced that update and i bought time I was like, okay, I'm going to play this. I saw Jean-Luc playing it, uh, and Matt was interested in playing it, and Ben said he could help us, so I was like, okay, I'm going to give this another shot. And then the next day they're like, hey, guess what? We're cutting a lot of the story, uh, <laughs> the original story. And I was like, thank God. I just bought time. This is perfect. And then I find out it's actually in July. Yeah. And I was like, well, my time expires by then, so I better play it now. So I am playing it now. I won't say too much, but I, I like, I have fun playing with friends, but you can say that about a lot of games, but it is so yeah dull, in my opinion. Yeah. I don't like the combat that much because it's very MMO-y. If you like that combat, awesome. I don't. Uh, and then the story is just like I skip through all of it because I just don't. I I, I have no interest in any of it. I don't want to... Dominate the conversation, Jean-Luc, because I'm sure you have other, you have many opinions as well. But I'll just leave it at that. Like I mean, right now <laughs> I am forcing myself through this thing, and I hope it gets better. <laughs> if it doesn't, I'm gonna, I'm gonna beat up Michael or something
1: from <laughs> six feet away. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Three things, I, Adam. You're
2: mostly right. I, I feel pretty much the same way. Like I, I think the combat is pretty whatever to me like especially coming off of something like final fantasy 7 where that combat's so good and then yeah, totally like, click that button wait for the cooldown click the other button and, and okay now i can do this attack and i'm like I, I don't know what i'm i'm just hitting the buttons and things are happening and at least right now in like the early parts like i you, you look at raids and it's like clearly these people are coordinating on some level but i think like early mmo combat It feels like it doesn't matter what button I hit. Like, one attack versus the other. Like, both of these do an attack. I don't know. Like, so I find... I'm with you. I find MMO combat pretty dull. I'm trying to pay more attention to the story just because I know that the characters they're setting up are characters that continue into those other expansions where the story actually gets good. So I'm, like, at least trying to somewhat, like, pay attention to the characters and be like, okay, hopefully I'll have at least some idea of who these characters are when the story gets good it's mm-hmm. it is still pretty dull i'm they, what they said they were cutting like 13% of of the mm-hmm. content which is
1: honestly, doesn't seem yeah, like, like, like enough
2: ah <laughs> uh, yeah i mean i some of it's good like i i've enjoyed the dungeon stuff mm-hmm. uh we did like a a boss battle against efreet that was pretty cool <clears throat> um i like the areas like it's fun wandering around like you know we were talking when we were playing about how like oh the desert area is like pretty cool and you know like i there are elements i'm enjoying about it but yeah it's still a lot of being an mmo and being like all right i'm gonna get to this area and then this guy's gonna be like i need you to go pick up five bottles like okay well and uh i've actually been grinding even more than you because when we started playing we all picked dps characters and then we realized we can't do any of the dungeons together <laughs> oh, because you dude, need to have yeah. you need to have two dps one tank and one healer and we're like okay well only two of us can ever be in the same dungeon at the same time
0: so yeah. i was like oh all just oh, just yeah. to add in there matchmaking for dungeons can take like 15 minutes really long because oh because we're only dps Yikes. so we need a yeah. tank and a healer and yep. if you don't have that you're gonna like you will we'll sit outside of a dungeon <laughs> was a tank he well, ben, ben joined us once, but he hasn't oh. joined us since then. Uh, but we'll sit outside of a dungeon. And we'll see all these other characters walk up that are clearly DPS too. And it's just like, <laughs> like hey, just you're wait. here too. You're waiting for some healers. And then you see a healer come up and then like a couple other people disappear. And you're like, well, there goes my chance of getting in that dungeon. Because if you're playing by yourself, you're going to pick a DPS character. You know, like no
2: one's going to be like, I play MMOs by myself. I'll pick the, the white mage. Like no one's mm-hmm. going to do that. The thing that I like about the game that other MMOs um, don't really do is that you can play multiple classes without having to remake a whole new character. Like, like you can just play any class regardless, mm-hmm. but your level is tied to that class. So I said, okay, why don't I get a second class as a conjurer so that uh, we can have a healer and that could hopefully make it easier and we can play together. But I had to start at level one and I've been like slowly grinding. So I think like our main characters are level like 23, 25. My conjurer is right now at level 12. And I'm just going through like the area and finding all of the like really boring quests that we didn't do. And like doing those to like power up my second character. (laughs) And I was just like, man, this is really dull uh yeah i'm really tempted to buy like a level skip or something which is not great i don't want to do that but also i feel like i don't want to grind out this second character just so we can play dungeons together
0: yeah i mean i will say (laughs) like as as difficult as it is for me to get into i do i do like the world i think it's I i think it looks great And it does a good job of areas not feeling too MMO-y. Like here's your Mm -hmm. here's your enchanted forest. Here's your like that's still there, but it feels it feels like there's more character and personality to those areas, which I do like. And some of the characters I kind of like here and there. Mm -hmm. Uh, And and the customization I think is is great. Mm -hmm. Like seeing how people look. The only thing I will say is that I'm like level thirty something now, or no, I'm twenty six, I think or twenty seven. And I still look like a freaking NPC. I've got like <laughs> like a beige towel. Might as well be just a beige towel over me and like the most generic looking sword. Actually, I'd go as far to say that NPCs look cooler than me because I've seen plenty of NPCs <laughs> that I've walked up to with like just like a suit of armor. And I'm like, wow, I wonder if that'll be me one day in 20 hours or so.
2: And then every time you go to a main town they like the hub area has just tons of players and they all look so cool you're like like that person's like like a 9 foot tall bunny lady and with like bayonetta looking outfit and like you know they like it, it's just like it, ben always described final fantasy as the deviant art of mmos and i think that's like, the most <laughs> apt comparison <laughs> like everyone just looks insane and i'm like this is great like i want to look like this and i'm, I'm yeah like you said i put like i don't know at least 20 hours into this game at this point i i basic ass armor and i'm just like yeah. when do i get my the little, cool like, shit
0: <laughs> wood bow that looks like <laughs> i could have made it in my backyard <laughs> yeah <laughs> so yeah that's been interesting
2: Are, sounds
3: y- fun you guys
2: yeah it's, it's fun something. it's fun playing with Matt and jake but yeah like yeah. jake said i could technically have that experience with any game
0: Um, I I, like definitely get the social appeal to MMOs because I've never really played an MMO, but like it is fun to just go to the hub area with your friends and like fuck around, mess around, dance, do all the other random shit people do in those kind of games. But like when I'm like, all right, I'm going to grind some levels by myself. I'm like banging my head against my desk as I do it. It's rough.
2: I I can never get into an MMO in that way. Like you can buy like timeshares in that game. And I'm Time like, like a,
1: like a house, a house? you can buy yeah. a house
2: and they have, you have to like pay a monthly rent to keep that house because there are limited slots and Not someone the... else could take that house. So there was a, there was a story when Wait, with
3: real money
2: with, yes, mm-hmm. with, or, or real in-game money. It might be, it might be in-game money, but basically yeah. there was a, there was a story that happened when, uh, all the COVID-19 business happened where they had, uh, Canceled rent for your in-game house because they were like, some players might not be able to log on, so and we don't want them to lose their house, so we have canceled your fake in-game Final Fantasy house rent so that you can wow. hopefully pay your real wow. rent because you might not be able to log in. And the Final like, Fantasy oh government God. is is
0: better than our own. I, <laughs> More
3: forgiving that is than our own. Funny and also so upsetting. It's incredibly oh my upsetting. God.
0: <laughs> well, huh? I'm, I'm gonna. Okay. <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna piss off the Final Fantasy fans in this uh in this episode, I think, because so oh I no. actually haven't been playing Final Fantasy VII, but I've been watching watching a lot of stuff, rewatching areas I've done, or areas in the game and. I still really like that game. It's still one of my mm-hmm. favorite games of 2020. I think it's great. I think everyone should play it. But I have soured a lot on it just thinking Ooh. about it. Thinking about mm. the, the the things I still really like, though, that I will say, I think the characters are still fantastic, and I think the combat is great. Uh, the combat is better than great, in my opinion. I, I loved it, mm. but just like I'm I'm watching scenes, and I don't like the writing. The most of the writing just lacks a lot of subtext for me it's so, all just welcome so welcome to on the being nose. a
1: kingdom hearts fan
0: because mm, yeah. that's so, your namura
1: bullshit that is in my eyes remarkably reigned in so if you take what you don't like about final fantasy and i say this with love as a kingdom hearts fan and just multiply it by 10 that's what kingdom hearts 3 was 2 i would say maybe it's the rose tinted glasses because i played it <laughs> when i was so much younger <laughs> but I feel like the rains were kind of like he was kept on a rain for seven. Or maybe yeah, the localization I mean, was different.
0: And and I think that's why I enjoyed it as I was playing through it. But watching scenes back and like seeing different gameplay and lines, I just like it I find all of it so cringy and hard to listen to. And part of it may be that I am playing with the English voiceover, like maybe that's just how that voiceover is maybe if I played with subs instead in Japanese, that would be much better, but it still doesn't really, it still doesn't mm. really fix that. I think there's just like, it's lacking in so much subtext, at least between the dialogue between characters. Obviously I think the world and how you're, the heroes are portrayed, I think are very good and have a lot to them. Uh, and that is super impressive. Like I said, I really like the characters, but man, I like looking, I've just, it's crazy how much I've kind of soured on it. Like, and, and I think mm. the big thing, the big thing is the ending. Like when I first, I won't say I uh, know spoilers here, but when I first saw the ending, I didn't understand it. Uh, and I was like, well, it's probably because I didn't play the original and I don't mm-hmm. know much about final fantasy seven. So I reached out, talked to more, he explained it to me and I was like, okay, that makes sense. And I just kind of went with it. And the more I've thought about it, the more I'm just like, this is so stupid. <laughs> like this ending is like absurd. Uh, and, I, and yeah. part of it too i think might be because <laughs> i did decide to play final fantasy 7 the original and i got to that point and i think i like how fu- the original handles it more mm. and i think part of that is because i have to fill in way more of the blanks by myself so it's like yeah. I, I yeah i don't know it's interesting and like i do want to preface like if you're loving final fantasy 7 if you really liked final fantasy 7 remake like i still like it i'm not saying you can't like it i'm just saying personally it, it's been it's been a really weird experience because i came off so high on that game and now the more i think about it the more i'm just like i don't i don't know if i liked it as much as i thought i did
2: i've had a well, somewhat you know, that's really... oh sorry you can go first
3: <laughs> i was just gonna say some bullshit like it, you know it's really rare because most of the time when we give opinions we're telling you you're horrible and you shouldn't play the game <laughs> <laughs> That's all I had. To, well, actually, I wanted to ask a follow up question. In a, for a more serious thing, is um, how did you end up liking the characters if you didn't like the dialogue? Like, what about the characters? So comes through not through that kind of stuff.
0: That's weird, right? Because I the the I didn't like the dialogue itself. Like, I thought it was cheesy and hard to listen to. But I it's also kind of genuine. Like, it feels like. I don't know. It's really hard to explain, but I think the mm. interactions between uh, the characters
3: mm.
0: worked so, so how well. How I
3: feel about Death Stranding, where it's like some of this yeah. stuff is kind of cheesy, but it's so earnest. Yeah,
0: yeah. I think this is, yeah, but yeah, worse though. I mean, worse isn't the bat isn't the right word, but I don't,
3: mm. I don't think
0: it works as well. Maybe
3: we had this discussion in a, a Slack channel about is is Final Fantasy Seven Remake like super anime and one of the things that like the anime fans in the office were arguing was that it sounds more soap opera-y than like like not all anime is just like oh my gosh it like super dramatic um it it seems to be it's from i haven't played it yet it sounds like it's very soap opera ish which has its own charms but if you're not like used to that kind of delivery maybe it's
2: I would say the the Kojima comparison is pretty apt. Like, Metal Gear, I would describe more as, like, a soap opera with anime elements to it. So I would say Final Fantasy is like that. I'm kind of with you, Jake, in that I have... My opinion has definitely not soured, I would say, but, like, I thinking more about it, there are elements that I don't like as much that I were fine with at first, but then there are some stuff I still like even more. Like, I, I do think... I really like some of the character moments, some of the dialogue, the, um, the, like, I I think my favorite parts are when the characters are interacting with each other and their interactions are, like, really good, Mm -hmm. like, Aerith interacting with Cloud and, and, like, Tifa and, like, Barret, like, I think that's when the game's at its best. The more I think about the ending, I do agree that it has a lot of problems. (laughs) And it's, like, the way they handled it was... It's just kind of weird. I, I, I can't really say it without going into it, and I don't want to. But yeah. um, for, I don't want to spoil it. But it it's one of those things where it's like what it seemed like they're trying to go with they could have done without doing what they did, if that makes any yeah. sense. Mm. It's Definitely. basically I mean, my and, opinion and, on that. And, it, and, and I'm sort of fine with it. Like, I'm sort of like, you know what? That's fine. Like, that's the way they wanted to do it. I, I respect that as like a vision. I'm still very excited to see the next part. Uh, well, that's but, the thing like
0: when part yeah. two comes out that's going to be like that's going to be a day one purchase for me because like I said I fell in love with those characters I think they're all so great and I want to see where it goes but just like I don't know seeing a lot of those scenes back and like thinking about some of the sections like the robot mm-hmm. hand stuff is just like I, I kind of liked how the original game handled the robot hand stuff or it was just like there it is I don't <laughs> need to interact with it at all yeah, that that is maybe one of the few parts of the game where they're like,
2: we need to fill this out to make it a longer game because it's yeah we yeah. have to sell it. The, the one $60. argument that
0: I that I still really hate is when people complain that uh, this is just a cash grab. The only reason they separated this out is just for a cash grab, just no. because this game is forty hours long. I think there are areas that drag and there is padding, but what game doesn't do that? Especially RPGs, what RPGs don't do that? And I think like the game is. Predominantly pretty lean and has all the important stuff in there for you I
2: 100% agree I you know any, any game's gonna have its issues but calling it a cash grab is, is so reductive and dismissive of all the hard work
0: that went yeah. into that game I, I think that's a really terrible argument I won't even like entertain yeah but anyway Lucy you're still playing it How have, how's it been treating you
1: good I really enjoy it I mean I'm not at the ending yet I'm in chapter 15 um Oh, you're close. Yeah, so I'm close. Um I'm I went past the point of no return. Um but I'm still enjoying it a lot. I'm going to play some more tonight. Um but I've so we don't kind of talk about Final Fantasy too much. Um I've also still been playing Overwatch cuz Echo's out now. Oh, I've spent a couple weeks playing her. She's good, but god, she's powerful. She's really powerful. And she she like, she's the last hero coming to Overwatch before two launches. So hopefully, God, hopefully that means it's launching this year um, with like another new hero. Cause everyone thought it wasn't gonna be Echo. Everyone thought it was gonna be, um, oh, I don't even remember the name, but it was a character who like had appeared in a short before. I think it's like a French sounding name. I don't remember, but then Echo came out. She's great. But her, she's kind of high risk, high reward, because she doesn't have a very big health pool. I think she's just at 200. And so she dies super easily. But on the flip side, she has a tiny hitbox. She has a get out of jail free card. That's basically her movement ability is kind of like Farah, where you can just like shoot up into the air. Her main fire is super powerful. Then she has this alt fire, which is sticky bombs that attach onto not just an enemy, but you can attach it onto a wall. So it's like you can kind of technically do area denial with lower health enemies and then she has a beam because of course why shouldn't she have a beam that does like double damage to enemies if they're half health and then on top of that her ult is she can turn into any member of the opposing team and gets her ult charge I think it's like 600% faster so yeah she's incredible and i had like one game where i was absolutely destroying as her and i was like oh my god i'm an echo main now and then the next game i was absolutely terrible and i died all the time so i was like okay well back to the drawing board but she's really fun i just don't think in terms of like the grander overwatch meta as it stands right now if she's maybe the shot in the arm that it kind of needs, I would have said I would have preferred a different ta- a new tank or a new heal, but she's good. I like her a lot. I've been spending a lot of time playing so. her. That's, is that's, that all
0: everyone hmm? picks? Like when you go into a match, is it hard to get her?
1: First day, yes. After that, it's been fairly easy okay. to get her. I, I yeah, it just I, I, she doesn't fit all play styles. I would say like. I specifically don't play Genji because I'm not quick enough and maybe that's mm-hmm. the reason why sometimes I have really bad games as Echo, whereas I never, humble brag, never really have a bad game as like D.Va or Moira because I just, I don't know, I intrinsically understand those characters a bit better, whereas with Genji, I have no idea how Genji's ult works and I have like 500 hours at least into Overwatch and I cannot for the life of me play Genji. But that's it. It's my games.
0: All right, then. Should we move on to the news this week?
1: Nothing happened. What are you talking about? It's been a really quiet week.
0: Yeah. I kind of wish nothing <laughs> happened, at Ooh, least for one of those stories. Yeah. Uh, but I guess we'll start with the Cyberpunk's first rating has been leaked. Uh, I think it was like Brazil, the rating in Brazil. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it is a long list of things that...
1: <laughs> it's basically everything you would expect
0: Every Yeah, everything you've seen on the back of a box on the mature rating or 18-plus rating is in here.
1: Godspeed <laughs> to Australia. I know.
0: Yeah. That's,
1: yeah.
0: That's going to be really interesting because uh, it is it is a long, long rap sheet here. I won't read through it just in case people are worried about spoilers or maybe want to keep all that fresh. But uh, one, I guess, interesting thing that happened, which shouldn't be that surprising because it's CD Projekt Red uh pavel Sasco, i think one of the creative level design or one of the mm. lead level designers tweeted the leak and was just like yeah well we don't we don't really fuck around right <laughs> uh classic and yeah it is there's some there's some like things on there that i've never actually seen on the back of a box <laughs> so it's like all right like what this is D- uh I, prostitution I <laughs> although i don't want to read too many although i will say like this is the Brazilian rating, like this is mm-hmm. the in depth one. So not all this stuff always appears on the back of a box. A lot of it is truncated into one word, like like I'm sure prostitution for our sexual rating themes, system would yeah. yeah, would fall under uh, sexual themes. Um,
3: I haven't I didn't even know this happened, I like missed this somehow. So I kind of want you to say a few of the crazy ones. But that's just me.
1: I kinda wanna uh, hear the crazy ones.
0: Me too. <laughs> Okay. Well, I guess if you don't want to hear this, maybe skip ahead a little bit.
1: But thirty seconds. Thirty
0: seconds. All right. Uh, hold on. I gotta. I gotta find some good ones here. I mean, pro- I already said prostitution. I think that was a pretty good one. Intentional death.
1: <laughs> Intentional <laughs> death.
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. All right. Description of illicit drug uh, consumption or trafficking. Okay. Um. Blood injury.
1: Blood injury?
0: Foul language. This is the Brazilian one, so I I, I feel like it's translated a little weird. Uh, Consume of illicit drugs. Mm -hmm. Sexual pleasurement. (laughs) (laughs) I can't believe I didn't see that one first. That's definitely the...
3: uh, Okay, tag yourself. I am blood injury. (laughs)
0: uh, Verbal aggression. Uh, Criminal action without violence.
3: Okay. White co- is that white collar crime? Is that what I, you-
0: probably. I mean, if you can play as a it's as a cop, right? And it makes sense. <laughs> uh, yeah. So I mean, like I said, a lot of this stuff you won't actually see on the back of the box, but these are just like a more in depth breakdown. None of it's really that spoilery. Like I think a lot of this stuff, if you look through it, you should expect it. <laughs> yeah. In a Especially game, from at Australia's. least what they've teased. Yeah. Um. But I. I don't know. That's kind of interesting, and and also just like it kind of, at least in my mind, hopefully reconfirms that CD Project Red is going to hit that release date cuz I've always I wanted don't to know what know I'll do if it gets pushed.
2: What it's like to be the person at the ESRB because you don't apparently play the game. They just send you like a uh, clips of their the the worst stuff. So you're like essentially just getting like a montage. So imagine you're like haven't played cyberpunk and that you just get a a video montage of its like like worst moments yeah (laughs) like a hard cut from like self-pleasurement
0: self-pleasurement to like intentional death or like (laughs) like (laughs) like so uh danny actually did a doc danny o'dwyer of no clip actually did a documentary on that Uh, oh really yeah i don't know if you've checked it out It, it it fell under i think it was just the esrb Uh, documentary that he did but he went in and talked to a lot of people who do that stuff Uh, a lot of it is confidential because they don't want people knowing the names of those people because they don't want developers to pay people off and be like hey Mm. just Mm. ignore this section or whatever right Uh, so so it's it's pretty fascinating like they take that very seriously and one thing that they pointed out was like not a lot of developers really try to trick them because like what's the point yeah Uh, like you could just screw yourself over if you don't and you might as well show everything that is in this game that could trigger someone. Uh, the one thing they did say was that occasionally they'll miss something, like they'll send something and forget something that they didn't think would be a problem or offensive or something that like concerned a more stringent rating. Uh, but yeah, it, it's super fascinating. I definitely recommend checking it out. Anyway, any last thoughts about Cyberpunk's rating link?
1: Mm-mm. I want it. I want to play it.
0: I know, me too. So bad. Imagine if it came out April 16th. <laughs> We'd be way busier. Oh
1: my god. Because <laughs> right, well, oh cause right god. now I'm trying to do Final Fantasy and Persona 5 Royal. So if you add Cyberpunk into the mix there, well, I mean, I've not got much else going on. but.
3: Oh my god. I'm still doing Animal Crossing. <clears throat> I would be so screwed yeah. if Cyberpunk had come out.
0: <laughs> uh, well, I don't know to i guess continue on to release dates and delays and leaks oh. unfortunately uh this is the reason why i'm sure a lot of people won't be checking the comments at least a lot of people at Gamespot won't be checking comments on videos won't be don't worry looking I'll at your tweets bullet. is because yeah i uh, mean the last of us two yeah. got leaked and it's entirely
1: uh I should say from the GameSpot YouTube and comment side, we're trying to do our best to squash people in the comments from spoiling things. So we're putting words on mute list for a while. Um I'm sure you can understand why. I did a news story, I did a news video on Monday about Ghosts Ghost and uh Last of Us getting the new release dates. And you know, I was talking with Greg my and Jen, my roommates, about it. And we were just like, Jen doesn't really care. But me and Greg were like, we're going to get this spoiled. Like, there is no way we're making it to June without, I mean, mm. our DMs, my DMs definitely are open. I don't know about Greg's. Mine are because we're trying to encourage people to join the Discord. And while, like, 99% of the people who message me are just, like, super nice and just want to get in the Discord, who's going to be the 1% who's just going to send me, like, I can mute keywords all I want. But people send stuff on images, so you can't... Like, Callie, you were saying that someone commented on your Instagram.
3: Yeah, I I mean, I've gotten Instagram comment harassment in the past. My DMs are, have been locked for a very long time. Um, but Instagram comments are one way that people target you when your DMs are closed. And um, I, I saw some words. And, the, yeah. and as soon as I registered that it was about The Last of Us, I, like... I was like deleting blindly, like, (laughs) like, and then I like had like I slammed like a beer, like I was just like (laughs) (laughs) erased, like it really was like not. So I mean, people are are gonna want to ruin things, and yeah, it sucks. Um,
1: but I appreciate your sacrifice in in getting those. Yeah, seriously. Mm. I am. I'm like. Obviously, it would have been incredible to just experience the story as Noi Dog intended. Um, But at the same time, for me, spoilers aren't really, like, the be-all and end-all. I'm still definitely going to play part two. Like, I'm really invested in those characters. I love what I... Like, Jake, hearing you talk about what it feels like to play and see all the changes they've made. It's not about the destination. It's about the journey. And, like... From the sounds of it, I didn't watch anything. I just, like, saw a few comments and gleaned what happened. And I was like, okay, great. I know it. Yeah. But, like, from what it sounds like, the scenes that were released were specifically incendiary. Like, they were the things that they knew that the internet would get riled up about. Because, unfortunately, while a bunch of people are super nice, there are still some wrong out there who... <sighs> just hate other people so yeah Yeah. like some of the some of the comments i've had to like go in and delete have been gross Mm -hmm. quite frankly and it's like it's difficult to even find you can't just put a word because they're finding inventive ways of stringing the words together they're just like they're super hurtful and just like i feel i like i actually kind of feel sorry for people who live their lives that way like it's yeah, it's gross. But anyway, like it fucking sucks for the people at Naughty Dog. Imagine working on a game for like at least seven years, and then just to have someone leak all of that so close to release. Like I imagine that them pushing it from like the May release date wasn't probably their like their idea. Oh, yeah, um, totally not.
0: I bet it, I bet Sony was like, "Hey, we yeah like cannot release this game right now. We're gonna have to put it back."
1: But I also like the distribution stuff, like. Yeah, like also the distribution stuff. They can't predict that. They can't control that. Now things have settled down a little bit. You know, it's kind of taken all the wind out of it. And it's like, ugh. Yeah, just imagine being that kind of person.
0: Yeah, I mean, when it happened, I saw lots of people on Twitter complain. Well, I guess I didn't see it myself, but I saw lots of people referencing the fact that a lot of people were canceling their pre-orders and mad because of... I don't want to say too much, but like mad because they found out of uh, things that happen in the story and where it goes. And some people were disappointed because it didn't sound exciting enough. And it's like the thing you were saying about it. it's the journey, not really the end. And I think that is definitely true with the first Last of Us, right? If like it the doesn't sound plot. exciting
1: enough, you can make any story sound boring. Yeah. But with a synopsis. Well, yeah, that, that's like...
0: like that's like with like the, the original Last of Us, right? Like the mm-hmm. I, the the whole thing is we just got to get from one side of the country to the other. Yeah. Uh and but what happens in between is what's so special mm-hmm. and and incredible about that game. The
2: the performances, the way those the music. scenes yeah. are, are told God, and played out like cuz yeah, you're right. Like Last of Us on paper, you're like, "Oh, it's the road with, you know, like zombies." Like it it
0: mm-hmm.
2: it mm-hmm. doesn't The Last of Us doesn't sound that special on paper, I feel like it's when you play it that you like yes this is special all of these elements have come together it's like, yes, totally and the execution
3: of that concept that yeah. is so yeah. good
0: and, and i think like from what i played too right like i played a couple hours and the gameplay was so good mm. that like i, I like I, I mean obviously i care about the story and i'm very excited to see where it goes but i don't need this grand story to get me through the game because the gameplay is so good. I like those characters. So I just found it so weird that people were like up in arms about the plot seeming too simple or something like that. Like, it's just like, what? You know nothing about the game other than maybe you've seen these scenes or you've seen someone spoil it. Like there's mm-hmm. – like this is supposed to be Naughty Dog's longest game yet. Um, so I, I don't know. There's still – I feel like there's still a lot more to be excited for, uh, even though, yeah. like you are saying, some wrong ones decided to go through and spoil this for people. But it's still such a... It, it makes me so mad. Like, I'd, I'd be so pissed. Like, I... Mm. I I'd be I, devastated. And, and God, yeah. I, I feel bad for Neil Druckmann, too, because every, everything he tweets, people are just harassing him about, why'd you delay the game? Why is this happening? Why can't we play it? Release a demo. Like, I can't believe... It. And it's just like... The guy has, like, has been along with his entire team has been working their ass off on this game. And like, I know there's been a lot of controversy controversy with long hours and whatnot, but this is not a way to get back at them. Like, yeah. I don't and know. and
2: those people to, like, to be frank, the people who are complaining and harassing him aren't people who care about, you know, like the working Labor. conditions. Yeah. They just yeah. care that they didn't get the game early. It, it's the same thing that happened with, uh, uh, no man's sky. When that game got like, delayed like six weeks and people were sending death threats to like jason schreier for reporting it and then the team for doing it and it was like what are you talking they're like this is the greatest game ever and i'm so excited for it and i'm gonna murder you because you delayed it and you're like that makes no sense you're a crazy person like
1: it's honestly like have you ever read um so you've been publicly shamed (laughs) Oh. No. by John Ronson it's um he's a British documentary maker and he um is incredible he wrote uh the psychopath test and men who stare at goats and Okja mm-hmm. he wrote a book called so you've been publicly ashamed and honestly it's like for me it's kind of it's it's I don't want to be one of those people who's like this book changed me but it it really made me re-examine <laughs> how I conduct myself over social media and mm. Because it's just basically a book detailing people whose lives were ruined because of seemingly, in some cases, seemingly innocuous things. In other cases, the infamous Justine Sacco, the woman who flew, um, on the plane. Oh, yeah. that, and she, oh, yeah. just before she took off, she said, um, quote, like, going to Africa, hope I don't get AIDS, JK, I'm white. And then how her life was dismantled by people who would just kind of like get their pitchforks out and obviously like what she tweeted was wrong and it was gross gross tweet tweet. but then there were other people in that book who like didn't really tweet anything like that at all and it's just the way that social media can like really rip apart your life because of Mm -hmm. people who just want to pick a fight and feel like they're doing something the feel they feel like they're doing something to kind of police it i guess and it's weird, and that's what I assume some of these people who are doing, who are like, well, I don't agree with what's being portrayed in The Last of Us Part 2, so I'm going to try and do my best to stop it and convince other people to cancel their pre-orders, either by spoiling the game for them, or... I don't know. It's weird. Yeah. It's like... I recommend that book. Yeah, I, I just hope... Really... Oh, um, I... Go ahead.
3: Sorry. I was say, you really never know what people will pick up on and mm. torture you over...
1: I said that the Xbox One's UI was bad years ago, and sometimes people still tweet me about that. And I'm sorry to say, I still think it's bad. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and I, I just hope Neil Druckmann still feels like he wants to make games after this, because he's got such a such a great voice. And obviously he's making an HBO to... show
1: first. <laughs> I
0: know he's making an HBO show first, but I, but I hope this doesn't like, because yeah. like. It, if i was in his position i'd be over it i'd just be like okay fuck, mm-hmm. fuck it like i i've put so much time into this game that people wanted and they were very excited for and i'm super proud of it and now because of a delay people are pissed at me a delay i can't control and then it gets spoiled and now i'm getting even more, and now i'm getting barraged over this and it's just like
1: sometimes i wonder why anyone sometimes i wonder why anyone makes games i assume that it's like once you cut through the shit that you can get on the internet for creating a game, and you get to see the people who are like, your game changed my life. Yeah. You, you've got to hope that like that light is what comes through the darkness that can be the internet. Like I remember um, a cod developer got death threats because they nerfed a sniper rifle or something years ago, and I was like, Oh yeah, really? It's yeah. so it's yeah, it astounds me that people make games at all.
2: Yeah, going back going back to uh, No Man's Sky. The amount of respect i have for sean murray is like yeah insane um uh, yeah they've really turned there. it around too like i mean, he, I mean he, not they, they, they came out on the other side of that in like the best possible way and but like holy crap like, yeah i mean i mean not that,
0: that not that he had to turn it around or anything like that but just the the fan response now is like so positive for that game like the the community the reddit community bought a billboard outside their office a couple years ago that just said thank you for making this amazing game, we love you, and stuff like that. And they had no idea, and it's just like, okay, well, that's that's kind of nice to see. But anyway, uh, to continue on to The Last of Us, The Last of Us did get a release date. Uh, it's coming out on June 19th, and Ghost of Tsushima got delayed about a month to, what is it, July 17th, 17th I think? Mm-hmm.
1: That yeah, mean? so
0: those games are on the way. Uh, I, I'd imagine the Ghost of Tsushima delay was mostly just to, give last of us enough space to breathe uh speculation but that would be my guess but yeah um that's exciting mm-hmm. i was worried i figured those games or i figured last of us 2 wasn't going to come out until like fall
1: yeah oh yeah i think we were throwing around august weren't me we, when it first yeah. got pushed i'm glad
0: but anyway listener questions do you want to sure. take the first one callie sure
3: Sometime last year, I bought Hyrule Warriors for the Wii U since it was cheap. I found that it wasn't really user-friendly for me as I have a severe visual impairment. The color scheme was a bit too dark, the text was hard to read, and some important text and dialogue would auto-scroll so I didn't even have time to squint to read it. One thing that I think would make the game more accessible is more voice acting, but asking for something as crazy as that, for a small group of people, feels like too much. I really think game companies should focus on making games more accessible, but how much is too much? That is from Squishy Pixel on Discord. Um, I have an answer for this. Yeah. Go. Cool. Um, I think, like, so the voice acting example, I think that's a really difficult one because of localization. So that's mm. why you don't see a lot of voice acting in certain games is because that's so much more expensive to then get all that voice acting redone if you want to redub it. Um, however... I think there are other solutions between what Hyrule Warriors offered and voice acting that would make it a lot more accessible. Um, like I am just nearsighted. I don't, I don't have like a specific visual impairment, uh, but I also, because of my anxiety, I have a really hard time focusing sometimes. And so games that don't auto scroll are really helpful because sometimes I have to read the text multiple times or games that have like uh, text logs that you can click into and read back a conversation. Um, are really, really helpful. So that's one thing, bigger text, having text size options, um, other like sound cues, and then also lighting is one of those things. So like, I I totally get the question, but I would say that it's not asking too much because I think making games more accessible improves the experience for everybody. Like Mm -hmm. I don't need, quote unquote, need those accessibility options, but that would make the experience better for me too. So it's like, you're not really losing when developers add things like that. I think the voice acting example is just one that's like really costly. So maybe that's, I wouldn't say that's asking too much, but maybe that's not something that's as, I was gonna say accessible to the developers. I don't wanna say accessible, <laughs> I wanna say like achievable, Fe- yeah, I guess feasible. It's, it's yeah, feasible. Um, but I don't think it's like too much to ask to raise the standards of making something like I think a game that is accessible, like easy to follow, easy to the text is easy to read. That's just good design. Like, I don't think it, I think that pushes games toward better and better design. So, yeah,
2: I would say. Even, I, like, oh, sorry. Let you finish.
3: Oh, I was just going to say one thing I noticed in Animal Crossing that I wanted to mention and forgot to mention as an example of this. It's a minor thing, but the art has differences and one of them i thought the difference was just color and i was like well that kind of sucks if you're colorblind or you can't tell apart blue and purple but there's actually another difference in the painting that is just like physical it's Mm -hmm. not color based so there's like enough of a difference if maybe you couldn't see different Mm colors so like something like that it's like like colorblind options is a great example of like that's like doesn't seem like a big ask And lots of games have done it. Yeah, we. um, Sorry, John Luke.
1: Oh yeah, sorry, John Luke.
2: Oh, I was just gonna say, like, even an extreme example, I've seen games do like implement like a text-to-speech where it'll Mm -hmm. just have like a AI robot like read you menu. Like Apex, Apex. Like Apex does that.
1: And like (laughs) mixed uh, business says sorry. (laughs) (laughs) So like, as long
2: as they, there's other creative ways you can have that where it's like. I agree, like, at the, at the front, they should just have the text be easier to read. But, like, you know, they can have things for people who are like, I am basically blind and I need something else. That is, like, you know, pretty cost-effective solution. I, I always feel like games can do more. Um, and, and I get that it's, like, really tough. Because I feel like a lot of games, like, it's one of those things where it's not malicious. Like, I think game developers just don't think about that stuff. As often, like uh, an interesting example is like um, Outer Wilds. Outer Wilds, Outer Worlds. God, oh, I knew it was going to happen.
0: <laughs> um, 2019 still haunting us.
2: <laughs> uh, there was like that story about how that game's color palette, is, mm-hmm. the game doesn't have a colorblind mode because the game's color palette naturally works for colorblind people because one of the game's directors is colorblind. That's and that's funny. a case where, well, they thought about that because one of the creative leads was in that situation and mm-hmm. was able to think about that. And I know, like, I think Microsoft has, like, that really big mm-hmm. document they put out. I was going like, to say... That accessibility thing. We should thing. And that, we that's... shout
1: out Microsoft, because they are the people who are... Like, not to say that other game developers aren't, but they... When john Luke, when you, I, you, me, Richard, and Tam went to talk to Rod Ferguson last year, were he, we were talking about, like, um, Jack, one of the characters from Gears, but he was saying that, like the amount of accessibility options in Gears 5, which are incredible, and Game Maker's Toolkit did a really good video about it. Um, Astounding. And he basically said that, like, they want to take... So he, he used an example of subtitles. So when you're at the gym uh, or an airport and there's a news report on, there were subtitles. But it's like, subtitles were designed for people who were hard of hearing. They weren't built for people who could hear because, like, they could just hear it. But the fact that it's like... What was it? Solve for one, expand to many, I think was the phrase that he used. And he said that, like, that's why accessibility is so important um, at the Coalition and at Microsoft. And they actually do uh, inclusive design sprints at all Microsoft studios. Um, Obviously, they have the adaptive controller, but they work really hard on things like subtitles. They can change colors on subtitles and size so people can read them. Um, And it's just super cool learning about that because... It's something that we wouldn't necessarily need or use, but the fact that it's there, I think, was it Ubisoft saying that in Assassin's Creed Odyssey they put subtitles on by default and it was something like 90% of people kept them on.
2: Right. And Ooh, so,
1: yeah. yeah, and like they, they do cool things with that too and like being able to resize your subtitles and it's, yeah, to use the Microsoft slogan like, when we all play, we all win kind of thing and it's just good to see that more companies are embracing that now so with regard to Hyrule Warriors Mm -hmm. they're probably not going to patch that in but looking ahead it's it's something that definitely more game developers are certainly thinking about
3: and and we didn't even mention the adaptive controller for like physical accessibility like Microsoft has really been crushing it Mm -hmm.
2: yeah I I think Microsoft specifically like I think all developers should think about it but Microsoft has that like extra like responsibility because they're like a platform holder that they can they can kind of make that more of a mandate and they have Mm -hmm. like i think they're doing a great job on that and that's one of the things that i like i wish sony did that more i think nintendo is pretty hit or miss with accessibility in their games sometimes they're good other times i think they're kind of terrible at it um i think there was a a video was a video or a twitter thread that was like death stranding failed like all five like tests of like accessibility like colorblind like you know hard of hearing like it was not great i think they Mm -hmm. did actually patch some of that in to make it better like they were hearing those complaints but like i'm hoping that more companies like sony and and nintendo start start doing that like uh, the way xbox is
3: and like uh Microsoft, like I think an important thing to note is it's not just Microsoft being like, we should be more accessible or like talking to like able gamers mm. and like actually taking into account the experiences of the people who would most benefit from accessibility options. It's not like you can just be like, it'd be cool if we made this better for people who are hard of hearing without actually like consulting with those people, for example. So A plus Microsoft.
0: All right. Next question here. Uh this one's from Didi on Discord. What were what were your goals what were your goals when you started your career and what are they now? Have they changed? That's kind of a big question and <laughs> we're running out of time.
1: <laughs> I don't think I ever had a specific goal in mind. Um I think for me it was just I wanted to make cool stuff and be employed. <laughs> but then I mean that's not to say that I'm not ambitious, like I'm fortunate enough that I've done a lot of cool things in my career and I don't ever take that for granted. I don't, I wouldn't say I have a five-year plan. There are things that I would love to do, but right now I'm just having such a good time doing what I'm doing that I haven't really made inroads into getting there, if that makes sense. I'd say
0: one of my goals that I had when I started at GameSpot uh, which I knew would take a long time, was start a podcast, because that was one hey. thing when I had started there wasn't <laughs> a podcast, and I remember when I first started working at GameSpot all i do do was, was listen to podcasts so i just listen to IGN podcasts, and I'd always wonder what happened to all the GameSpot podcasts uh, and that's something that I think I even brought up on my interview when I first came in, I was like, what happened to that? And they're like, oh, you know they just, we're, we're figuring out a good way to do it, uh, and there was the lobby to be fair, which was a podcast but i always thought of that more as like a video like i wouldn't Mm. just listen to that i would like i would listen to all the other podcasts and then i'd go home and watch the lobby Mm -hmm. um so i was always like i i want like just an audio only podcast which uh is cool that we're doing it i guess it's not audio only anymore because we do show up on youtube but i still would say that this podcast is mostly catered to audio listeners Uh, i could Mm -hmm. be wrong if you think I'm wrong, you can let me know and we can <laughs> see what we can do about that. But I think for the most part, like this podcast is designed for your ear holes.
3: Uh, I <laughs> that's, just, that's what I got. <laughs> I, I had a really specific goal at the beginning of my career. Like I, really, I specifically wanted to be a Nintendo editor at IGN. Um, I did work at IGN, but they had gotten rid of platform editors and I was never an editor at IGN. Um, I just wrote a lot of stuff. I also was very sure I would never have to be on camera because I was a writer and that I was good at writing and not good at camera. So I was just like, oh yeah, that doesn't matter. Uh, But then like that was like years and years ago. And then I ended up taking theater classes to improve my confidence in presentation. Um, And then my goal has evolved to just editing things which i already do oh and then uh write
0: dope animal crossing guides
3: yes write animal crossing guides all day long that's i love it i'm having a great time um yeah like when i was a kid i wanted to write guides so that's been pretty cool um it's a very galley ass (laughs) thing (laughs) and um i guess now my goal is
1: to be good at it you're great at it shut up (laughs)
2: uh i would say for me i guess yeah like my goal was to like become a video editor and like edit you know videos about video games and like you know work on live shows and stuff like that and i That's what I got pretty early, honestly. So, uh, it has been kind of weird where I feel like I've been thinking a lot about, like, oh, like, where would I go next? For right now, I think I'm just very satisfied with, um, like, constantly trying to find new things to do and, like, improve myself and, like, not settle for just, like, you know, oh, yeah, that's, you know, what I always do. I really, I feel like if I, if I have a week where I'm just kind of, like, grinding through whatever, it, 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 like that's not good enough and I want to like keep pushing myself to get better which is what I really like about GameSpot because I feel like it's a great place to do that Mm -hmm. uh so you know it's kind of hard to think about where the future will lead especially right now uh (laughs) but I feel like as long as uh I'm I'm feeling like I'm pushing myself then I'm I'm
0: pretty happy where I am cool um Lucy do you want to read the last question
1: Sure. This is from Robert J on the Discord. With companies doing their own online version of E3 for the month of June, do you believe this will result in a decrease of on-site events and promote more Nintendo Direct-style, direct-like presentations/slash events for the future? Absolutely. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) I cannot foresee E3 as we knew it happening again. Like. Yeah, I agree. It costs an unbelievable amount of money for companies to Mm -hmm. put on press conferences of that size and magnitude, as well as having booth space on the floor. Like, they would still, I imagine, E3 would become a complete consumer show in the vein of a PAX um, or Mm -hmm. an EGX, Mm -hmm. um, which is, like, no bad thing at all. Maybe they can find a better balance, like, the way the Gamescom handles things. Mm. But I can see... Like, I don't know, people throwing the traditional PR pipeline out the window and just announcing and doing direct as and when. Yeah, I mean, the
3: only benefit I can see to an on-site trade show is having control over a demo and not the risk of it leaking. Um, I think that's something that we still do. We go to, like, on-site appointments at you know hotels or whatever to play a demo of a game because like they could technically send us a debug version or something but when when you're multiplying that by like youtubers and tons of different Um. outlets the risks go up and there there are certain publishers that do really limit um codes that come out and have a lot of strict requirements around those codes so i could see those kinds of things happening but not like all at once like in an e3 setting um i do think like i've been thinking about like work in general evolving because we're all pretty successfully i would say telecommuting right now yeah um so i'm I'm just kind of imagining like nothing really going back to 100 percent the way it was um but i do really see the value in on-site events for like like fan events and cons, because mm-hmm. I, I do think mm-hmm. there's a lot of value to those
1: mm-hmm.
3: um, in-person interactions in in that setting. A
1: celebration but, of games. Yeah. yeah,
3: but but maybe not for... I mean, E3 has already been moving away from the trade show that we went to when we first started in this industry um, in the last couple of years. So I just, yeah, I don't see that. I, I think that era is kind of over.
0: Right. Yeah, I mean, I honestly don't think they'll do... like Sony, Xbox are going to do press events or like uh, press shows ever again just because I think after they do this, they're going to find that just as many people watched and they didn't spend nearly as much money. Mm -hmm. But I could still see an E3 happening where all that stuff is online on their own terms, not live, and then uh, they still have... The show floor open so people in the media people who want to be there can still go through play these games interact with people kind of like get a feeling of what fans are what fans think of certain games and the directions they're headed and in that sense because i think that's still super important but like the whole like a whole audience in a stadium with bands that light (laughs) up and like plants in there cheering for uh, uh, updates and games and stuff I don't think that's going to happen
1: again now it'll be all uh, plants
2: because they'll just do it at their company site so oh, yeah. like the only people in on the staff will be the audience like the <laughs> Serny one with the
1: weird fake people yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh,
0: I don't know anything else to add there I think mm-hmm. we covered it
1: oh well do you want to talk about our uh, yeah, GameSpot yeah. play for Good all idea segue Lucy um, take it away So obviously with the absence of E3, we decided that it's a great, like, there's still going to be a ton of gaming announcements this summer, and so we are going to be covering those as we normally would. Like, we've already announced we're working with CD Projekt Red, Bethesda, 2K, Square Enix, like, all the big boys. Um, But we're also going to be using the summer to kind of celebrate gaming and, like, help make people realize that it's a force for good. And so we're doing a huge charity drive um, for Direct Relief who are um, helping out with COVID relief, uh, getting, you know, protective clothing to people. Um, they have a bunch of stuff that they've stockpiled that they're giving out to people who need it Who uh, to, to kind of like do COVID relief, I guess. I that was a very circular definition. I apologize, but... <laughs> So it's going to be this great mix of like big gaming announcements. And then we're going to be running all these streams with like YouTubers, streamers, gaming personalities, developers um, to raise money. And we're going to hopefully make some really cool stuff with a lot of our gaming friends. We would love for you to get involved. So please join us on the GameSpot Discord. um, DM us for an invite um, or email at gamespot.com. Yeah, the uh,
0: email has been looking kind of dry lately. All our questions have been in the going straight to Discord. <laughs> the uh, only emails I get are people asking me to join the Discord, and I'm like, all right, you're in. <laughs>
1: um, but seriously, like, we announced it on Monday, and the reception's been so great. Um, people in the Discord, Daniel Moreno, shout out to him, man. Like, he DM'd me today, and he's made his own kind of poster artwork for... Um, play for all which is incredible like not only has he used the color like the branding (laughs) colors that we're using but he's also used the um the direct relief stuff too um i'll share it in the discord it's really cool and it's awesome it's so great and it's like we want to do something to bring people together like i'm trying not to sound hokey about it but like
3: rob handlery
1: Rob Handler, we should get so many props to this because, like, he messaged me and Tam at, like, 9 p.m. on a night, a week night, weeks ago. And it was... Um, we'd been talking about the Playful stuff in the background, and he just went, we should do this with charity. Like, screw the gaming side of it. We should just be doing something. Like, we're a huge company. We're a huge website. Like, we have a great audience, and everyone is kind of getting fucked over by this right now. And, like... Yeah, you know, people are losing jobs and on top of that people are like genuinely sick and dying and like we're in a position where we can help. And so that's been a huge motivator for us and we're putting together the schedule now and it looks it's gonna be really exciting. So if you want to get involved, um Discord.
0: Yep. And like Lucy said, you can email or you can email after Dark Podcast at gamespot.com or you can message any of us on Twitter except for Callie. I don't think they can message you, right? No, uh, which is smart tweet me which though. is smart because <laughs> no one can no one can send you the last of the spoilers um uh, but yeah you I've can seen get in touch all. with any of us yeah
1: i've got no fear <laughs> uh
0: and we will get you in there as soon as possible because like we've said it's been a great it's it's a great community so far and we'd love to have you in there uh, seriously anyway. i don't think we've
1: had to like this is kind of unheard of i guess in huge discord like and we're, and we're growing like i'm not saying that we're like at massive Discord right now, but we are such a nice community that it's, like, I haven't seen anything that's been, like, made me, like, go, oh, do we need to block that? Oh, do we need to... Yeah, we don't have
0: mods yet, and so far I haven't thought, like, oh, we should probably have a mod for this, huh? We don't We're gonna need them eventually, but, like, I'm super impressed with just... Yeah. I mean, I shouldn't be that surprised, but I'm just, like, super stoked at how well things have turned out because it is definitely nerve-wracking, right? Especially Mm -hmm. because a lot of... A lot of us are very easy to reach through there and that can set off a lot of red flags right because it's it's also "Mm."
1: like no one's abusing the um like the at here or the at everyone's or anything yeah i think i'm the only one
0: who's done an at here before (laughs) people are super
1: respectful but also i'm i'm really enjoying seeing the way that like you get regular faces and then they're so welcoming of new people and then the way that like different branches of conversation that I wouldn't necessarily have expected to appear in a gaming like the photography stuff that people are sharing um as well as like there's someone in there who just posts like recipes of things that he's making while he's in isolation and like Aww. recipes it's so cute and like it genuinely like I can't remember who wrote it the other day I think it was um minute but he, he was saying like the disc was getting so big that it's like I can't keep up now because there's mm-hmm. so much going on which is yeah. really nice and yeah that's great Please join Yeah, up. and
3: I really want to shout out really quickly, Ryan, um, R.A. Madden13 on Discord, who hooked me up with a T-Rex tail in Animal Crossing, which I needed <laughs> for my museum display. And uh, they came to my town, and really respectful. My flowers are all intact. <laughs> I had set out, like, here's some free stuff. I'll pay you for the T-Rex tail. Like, I'll pay you double or whatever. Like asked to shop at my store ask before buying things um it was sick and it was just a great experience and like i'm just really happy that we did the discord yeah
0: so. yeah meanwhile i kick open the gates start digging up flowers buy all your stuff <laughs> <laughs> no, i'm just kidding <laughs> uh anyway jean-luc where can people find you on twitter if they uh, do can... want to email message you about the discord
2: uh you can find me at jeanlucsepege if you want to get on the discord uh otherwise i have a potato mode me and ben did uh on predator hunting grounds uh Ooh. which i was a little worried about i was like oh, i don't know if this is going to be a good candidate it actually ended up being a really great one uh we broke that game in some really funny ways that we <laughs> haven't done with other games so i'm actually very excited about it um
1: crap i could have talked about predator i played it uh, the weekend
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh well i don't Maybe think be real it'll... motion sick
3: we better start over <laughs>
2: i i don't think it'll end up in the video at all because of copyright but um that game does have very long like wait times yeah so during in between the wait times i just opened up uh chrome and we watched like the predator musical video and like (laughs) predator amvs and i think like max is going to be the only one it was like this is for max (laughs) to enjoy while uh and he messaged me being like predator musicals awesome thank you for that Maybe he'll sneak Uh, that in there somewhere.
0: (laughs) Kelly, what about you?
3: Um, You can find me on Twitter at inkydojiko. I n k y d o j i k k o. And as always, um, I am just as always for the past month and a half, I'm working on Animal Crossing guides all the time. Please support them because I'm very proud of them, and I'm really excited to be writing guides. And I want to be able to help people learn stuff about Animal Crossing. and also on the reviews front, because that is my actual job, um, we had a lot of stuff go up, XCOM, uh, Gears Tactics, but also um, we will have a review of Predator Hunting Grounds. We just reviewed Fallout 76 Wastelanders. We're going to have an updated review for Rainbow Six Siege up, mm-hmm. probably by the time that this podcast is up. So look forward to that. Um, we do like we, we've done one for Warframe, just a, a games that have changed significantly since their initial release, games that we're passionate about uh, and and reviews that we want to put out to say like, hey, this game has changed a lot in our opinion and it has changed a lot since uh, since the original review. So the original the, review is still there. Not the Overwatch
1: re-review will be a 10 out of 10. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> You're not going to let me do enough. that.
3: <laughs> it's already a nine. Yeah, but uh, Rainbow Six Siege was, um, I think a six originally. And it has no, changed. it was an eight. It was, an, it was eight. an eight. I thought it was a yeah, six. It was an eight. Well, Oof. still, it has changed a lot since release. Mm. Lots of additions, but also lots of like like structural changes to the game. So look actually, it may
0: have been a seven. Sorry, it could have been. It a seven.
3: wasn't. It wasn't like it, it, yeah, doesn't, yeah, yeah. Match, it, it doesn't match. It doesn't match. It's a very
0: different game.
3: Yeah. Than it, than it was now. <laughs> and the staff opinion of it has has changed. You know, totally. like it doesn't match like our assessment of the, the game, which is the idea behind
1: updated reviews. So uh, that's my spiel on that.
0: All right. And Lucy?
1: I am on Twitter at Lucy James Games. I've been working on an Evolution of Assassin's Creed video, um, which will be up now if you want to go check it out. It's all about how the gameplay of the series has evolved because it's been 13 years since the first one, and now I feel like the Crypt Keeper. Um, but I've been working on that. I've been doing... Um, I'm on You Should Be Watching this week with Gary Witter, and Chastity and Ryan talking about fantasy films. So of course they got me on to talk about Lord of the Rings and the Princess Bride, um, Westworld. It is the finale this weekend. So expect our breakdown on Monday on Gamesport Universe. And I've been doing good news gaming, which is out today too. And also like news videos um, every Monday. Come get all your news. I'm doing a lot. It's fun. <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> Now I'm going to follow you up with like one thing. (laughs) Uh, You can find me at Jacob Deck and what have I been doing? I did a Gears tactics tips video. So if you've played a lot of Gears but never played a tactics game, that's the video for you. You should check it out. Uh, Other than that, I started working on a very big project that I don't want to say what it is yet because I don't know when it'll be done, but it's going to be long it's going to be a big one and it's something I'm very passionate about and I'm very excited uh, so I will update so about, about that in the future
3: it's definitely God
0: about the yep. podcast over it's done <laughs> see you next week bye <laughs> uh, but yeah uh, keep in mind or keep, keep that in mind I'll update in this podcast as we go but that should be exciting and then other than that I'm cutting the review for Siege so
3: and you did my... a Fallout
0: video oh yeah I did a Fallout video last week too for 76, we should. Yeah, I 76. But anyway, we'll see y'all next week. Bye. 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 Bye.